0: So I've always let first time users use my place and to mostly like 98% of them did did great, you know, left it clean and everything. And I think what's happening is there's a algorithm in Airbnb that sees that I allow a lot of first time users and they're they're putting me on the top of their list whenever they start looking for a place. This is what I'm thinking. I might be wrong, whatever but all these other people that are like complaining they're not getting any looks any listings any views i'm like they must be they must have turned down people in the past and airbnb doesn't want someone who's very first time on the platform to start getting bing ding ding turned down like all these people then they like screw this airbnb crap i'm not ever using it again instead they send them straight to me where i always accept (laughs) the first timers and i guess right now i'm reaping the rewards for that i don't know what do you think Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello.
1: And welcome back to
0: another
1: exciting
0: episode of
1: Live, Let, (laughs) Thrive.
0: What's up, Micah, man?
1: What's up, what's up, man? So, yeah. yes, Ready to. Tomorrow's Friday.
0: Got any big plans?
1: This weekend, no. Got my. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Actually, I have some big plans. Um, got my sister coming into town, and tomorrow is our last day doing Airbnb out of our house.
0: Woohoo! That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so we're gonna be cleaning out the garage, moving my son's stuff back in his old room. Yeah, that's about it. What you got planned?
0: So um, I got a lot of stuff planned, but but real quickly, what? Um, so so why? Okay, you, you had you had mentioned it before in a previous show why you want to quit Airbnb, but um, Not is quit it, Airbnb. I'm just quit doing it at my house. Oh, okay, out of your house, and uh, even though you make good money doing it out of your house, correct? Mhm. But you're trying to uh, start getting the house ready to have another baby and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I'm going for all number two. <laughs> and then after that, we'll be yeah going for number two. But no, um, truthfully though, uh, I mean we're just Just you know, going for number two, and then we're just kind of ready to you know call it quits so on doing it out of the house. We did it for a while. We got enough assets. Then we started getting assets while we were doing it. So. You know, those assets are, you know, good enough to cover us. You know, Mahogreen's got her business. She's about to get going on with the uh, fitness thing. So, you know, it's just we have multiple streams of income coming in now, so we don't need to do it anymore.
0: That's cool. Are you going to miss it?
1: Uh, I don't know, man. We'll see. (laughs) Time, You know, we have to kind of get accommodated to having our own house back again. You know what I mean? Going upstairs. We haven't really, truly been the upstairs of our house in damn near two years, you know, so wow yeah yeah so we pretty much used all that money to get other assets so i mean it it served its purpose (laughs) i'll say that
0: it's um yeah it's addicting to keep just recycling the money into getting more and more stuff right um yeah what about the
1: once we get this next property i think we'll be good for a long while <laughs> you know, we're gonna get this. Try to get a duplex. So once we get the duplex or fourplex, we'll be good.
0: The funny thing is, that, you know, I say that after every property. All right, I'm gonna get to the next one. I'ma chill. You know, this is gonna be a, our forever home for or for a while home. And by after a few months, I start getting that itch to start looking for another one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: oh yeah, you keep looking. Yeah, I mean, like uh, duplexes is what. I mean, and I'm gonna wait till I can refi the duplex and get another duplex or another triplex and. I'm about to just really hop into multifamily investments. That's really what my goal is now. That's what i 'cause I'm gonna refi this house and then get another, see if I can get a multifamily unit.
0: The Grant Cardone theory. Yeah, yeah,
1: gotcha, <laughs> man. I was thinking, I'm like, man, I gotta get something, do multiple streams, you know, one mortgage.
0: We gotta so dive a in a fifteen
1: year lease on it. Oh, Go man.
0: We gotta dive into some Cardone this ep- episode, but um he's the man. Um Real quick, this is uh, episode eighty three for you, those of y'all keeping track of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, Turo, Uber Lyft, all that stuff, Share Economy, um podcasts, podcast, video cast, yeah, yeah. Facebook cast, YouTube cast, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. We were gonna you said talking cardone.
0: <laughs> Let's start off with um you know, you know, it's I know he's read this book. I've heard about this book. And um, and I want to check it out. It's called the the art of not giving a fuck. Is that was that what it's called? You heard about it?
1: I've never heard of that book. I okay, mean, I'm up Amazon. That shit.
0: I, <laughs> and because it's funny, I don't know if he read it. I'm assuming he read it, but it's like it's so him because he literally does not give a fuck who he offends, yeah. what he says. You know, he's like it's like this, is it like, you wanna make money, listen to me. You know, if not, you yeah, know, I don't give a fuck. You can <laughs> you can bitch and complain but, all you want.
1: Yeah, the subtle art is not giving a fuck. A counterintuitive approach approach to living a good life. I'm about to order that bad <laughs> boy. It's only fifteen <laughs> bucks, I'm <am> getting this.
0: <laughs> and it's I gotta
1: uh, finish my other book first. I'm I'm reading another book, so I have to finish that one so I can hop on this one.
0: Oh nice. So, yeah what's What's cool about it, just the title alone and and there's people like you know um we listen to bigger pockets but like brandon he, he he thinks that's an awesome book too and he's a he's this christian um you know um youth counselor dude and but he still he thinks that's a pretty badass book and i'm like it just the title alone is just it's, just, it's like wow you know if you if you actually and most of us i mean it's hard it's it's harder to do than you would think, right? To just not give a fuck what other people think. Cause in, in this life, we really, we really do care about what other people think and feel about us and all that stuff and how they judge us. It's just a big ball of judgment, you know? And, but, to, mm-hmm. but to actually once, I mean, and I mean, you get, a, a, a here, here's a funny thing. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll transition. I'll go in this way and that way. But like, it seems like every president before Trump was, you know, they, you know, the polished politicians said the right things. Okay. What are the polls saying? What should I say here? And and, and they kind of follow it. And cause you know, opinions matter and you know, this and that, but, and then Trump comes on the scene and, and he truly doesn't give a fuck, <laughs> you know, like him or not. Yeah. <laughs> he, and I think that's why he got elected. Cause people saw something different than just the, the same politicians in the system saying all the right things and all the the, the politically correct things and here comes some dude along that just says some crazy whatever crazy shit falls out of his head and all of a sudden he got elected president man ain't that some stuff
1: yeah I mean he he brought something different to the table he definitely did I mean that's just where you know uh, I think he related us to a lot to a lot of millennials you know he brought something different to the table just straight said what was on his mind you know
0: Tweeting away. I think that's where
1: the world's going now right you
0: know? right, but it,
1: yeah, but the subtle art is not giving up man <laughs> my, I'm not to definitely look into that,
0: and so our man grant Cardone, you know literally don't give a fuck grant cardone's this um this if any if y'all don't know who he is, which you know I think a lot of you might, but he um he's he's a, a multifamily, what is it called a syndicate like a multifamily syndicate out of um out of out of I Florida, Miami. I think right somewhere in Florida, I think Miami. Yeah. But anyways, he's this big, you know, <clears throat> he's he's made a ton of books too. He's probably made half his fortune on books if not most of his fortune, but he he's out there, he's getting deals and and um and he's he's putting together these huge, you know, multifamily deals and letting people, you know, um, syndicate. He syndicates. He lets people um invest into into the projects and of course he takes his he takes the the first cut off the top for him, right? And then he, yeah. when, when they fix it, whatever, flip it, sell it, he takes another cut when he flips it. It's, it's, he's in a great position. Because it's like he's the guy in the middle of the two guys passing the joint, so he gets to hit it you know, both two times as it goes left and right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, so that's Grant Cardone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Dang, back,
1: I like him, though, man. I like
0: I, I, I like he, the dude. He, he knows how to... He's greatness. He's greatness. And you you mentioned stairs earlier, and this is something we don't often talk about on the show. But, like, your house has stairs. And um, I've talked to people before that said, and, and, well, you have a reason to not not really go up there that often because you have guests or whatever. But, like, a lot of people say when they do get a two-story house, they don't even really utilize the upstairs as much, you know? Or they just mostly hang out in the downstairs. Is that correct? Uh, I don't
1: know. Um, I will say this because I've lived in two two-story houses in my life. Um, in Texas, I would probably say, yeah, that's true, because that's how they set the upstairs and downstairs up. They give you two living rooms. Now, in my other house in the Northwest, they give you two living rooms, well, a living room and a den downstairs, but there's also a room down there, so people do utilize it. Um, so it's a little bit different, you know. It depends on how big your family is as well. So if you have two or three kids, you know they're going to be all upstairs or downstairs, wherever the majority of the rooms are.
0: Right, right. Go chill yeah, out upstairs. So it just depends on how the house is set up.
1: Yeah, it depends on how the house is set up. But yeah, I've never noticed that when living here. Yeah, it's like I, we only have one kid. You know, and our son. He'll probably be up there all the time now, just in his room where all the stuff is. But yeah, we technically don't utilize the upstairs.
0: Right, right. And the um, like death. and the because um, I've never lived in an upst- in a you know, two story house and, but, but I've been looking lately and I've spent, we've been checking out some two story homes and we've got one that we really like. And so we'll see, we'll see how everything unfolds, but I should have some, hopefully have some news for y'all pretty soon. And, um, I'll just say this. I've always wanted a swimming pool and this could make my, (laughs) my swimming pool dream come true.
1: Woo! Maintenance,
0: man. I know, and, yeah. you, and but you know, I mean, hey, if you want it though, and that's and that's the thing. I heard a quote today too of um, who's that guy? That Vanderchuck guy? Who's that guy? Yeah, and and his, his last his last name's Vanderchuck. He's like a he's like a Tony Robbins type motivational dude, but he's he's yeah. he's been on Bigger Pockets before too. But anyways, he um, uh, I don't even know how to spell his name, but. Mr. Vanderchuck, <laughs> someone quoted him today saying, because, because, oh, this, this girl went on Bigger Pockets, and she's out of Canada, and she, I don't know if you heard the latest episode, but she does um, house flipping, renovations, or, oh, mostly buying holes. They buy, they buy, they fix it up, and then they rent it out, you know, they do mostly buying holes, but they wanted to start doing flips or whatever, and they were asking her, you know, well, who, who do you hire out to do the work, and she says, oh, me, I do, I do, me, me and my boyfriend. You know we do we do all the work, but she said they're like wow you. you know it's hard to scale doing all that. She goes, but she loves it. She loves ripping into houses, tearing them up. You know, getting down down to studs, putting them back together. I mean, it's just something that she loves. And and you know and and yeah. and the bigger pockets guys went on there and said you know there's people that come on here and say why waste your time swinging a hammer when you can just sit back and have someone else do it and make millions. And you know, he goes but and and they and he quoted Vanderchuck. He's like well if. He goes, don't do what other people tell you to do, what they expect you to do, you know? Do what makes you happy, and then everything will fall into place. And I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. If she wants to swing a hammer, let her swing her hammer. Shit. Yeah. love
1: death. Lose death.
0: So, if they I want to want to
1: get their time to, us they love, yeah.
0: I've heard all the, all the, um... What's it called? <laughs> I've heard all the negatives of, of owning a pool but it's just like that itch that i gotta scratch you know i'm i'm i might get one and say man what the hell did i do this is a bad idea i might freaking love it i mean but that itch ain't gonna get scratched until i actually actually own a home with a pool so yeah (laughs) so that's true we'll see how it is man we'll see how it goes but um so you got you got some multi multi multi-families on the radar bro
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's oh, how I'm looking at the multifamilies. I'm, I'm kind of actually branching out of Texas, man. I'm looking at Atlanta. I'm looking at Arkansas. I'm looking at everywhere you can get the multifamilies. You know what I found? Texas is terrible for multifamily investing. You know, I really looked at it, and I look at it from this standpoint. Everything you want is really high price for multifamily. Um, but as far as, like, all the duplexes, triplexes, most of the time, they break them up and sell them individually. I'm like, That's the old, this, this, this is the only place like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it makes it kind of difficult to hop into that market.
0: Right. Here anyway,
1: right. you know? And you got to go somehow out, out in the booties and, you know, you can get like go out to pass Weatherford and Granby and all that, you know what I mean, Granbury, you know? But, yeah, I was looking, I'm like, man, this makes it kind of difficult here, you know? So it's it just little, something I've been looking at.
0: It gets a little tough, man.
1: Yeah, man, especially on the multifamily side. So I've been looking out of state.
0: Definitely looking out of state.
1: We've seen a lot of quads, tribes out of state that are, you know, affordable.
0: Man, make that leap, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You definitely got to branch out. That's what I love. What I've been looking to do is branching out, things like that. If you um... go another route. We're, we're fast approaching really? episode 100 I was just I was going back at because we always send like stuff on the text messages back and forth during the week and I was just seeing some stuff that we could uh, that that I was like man we gotta we gotta talk about it on the show you know but you want we wanted to do like a, a big old surprise for the guest on on episode 100 but yeah yeah that's 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 to come that's to come and um I was gonna say something right here the... Oh, <laughs> we were jokingly saying yeah, we were joking jokingly saying that this was going to be the R. Kelly episode, and, <laughs> and it, this is what crossed my mind. I was like, I know. He, well, I haven't I haven't read a hundred percent story. I saw part of the interview because a buddy was kind of like watching it at work and on his phone and. And so I saw part of that crazy interview where he standing up screaming and crying and all that shit. But but when, when I joked with you, I was like, hey, we should, we're going to do the R. Kelly episode. It, it crossed my mind. I was like, you know what? I wonder how many, um, you know, whatever. I, the city mentioned something like this. But how many sex offenders utilize Airbnb just to... Um,
1: Man, loads. Yeah? Loads. Oh, yeah. Like,
0: nope, you know, the no. pun intended.
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of sex. I mean, there's a bunch of felons on Airbnb. Man. Like, Airbnb, give, I know a felon that signed up for Airbnb and stay in Airbnb. Like, it takes them a long-ass time to run background checks, man. They ain't just running background checks and millions of thousands of people are signing up a day. Yeah, there's, I guarantee there's a bunch of sex offenders on Airbnb.
0: Man, that's crazy because, they, you know, they, they claim that they vet the guests and stuff like that, right?
1: I think they do after a while. It it, it takes them a while to pull that stuff up. Like, I know a fellow that signed up that day and booked a place. So I know for a fact they don't just not then and there. They book, they uh, vet the guests. You know, because they have to make, Airbnb has to make their money. If somebody signs up and they want to book a place, okay, cool, boom, they'll let him do it. But yeah, yeah after a while, I've seen, people, I've seen people get kicked off. Yeah, that's been... How long they've been guests? Six, seven months? You know, how many Airbnbs have you stayed in? This day?
0: Yeah. And is there a well, way they can change their info and, and keep going? You know what I'm saying?
1: I'm pretty sure they can. <laughs> um, I just dealt with a guy at one of my units who is a uh, repeat offender. Of, not a sex offender, but a repeat guest who changes his name and profile and messes up people's places. Damn. So he broke my chair in my place and all this other stuff. I was like, oh, okay. Talking, doing business, keep on going. But yeah, man, I mean, he, all he has to do is, I am not him a one star review, but all he has to do is create another profile.
0: <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's wicked.
1: Yeah, it's real crazy. And it's funny, like, I had a matter of fact, I was talking to a today, and he said, hey, um, Airbnb blocked his account, right? And yeah. he said, hey, if I was to create a new account under an LLC, would they know it was me? Would it connect back to my name? I'm like, I'm like, more than likely not. Cause I'm like, I was run mine as an LLC, and you never see my name on there. I just changed my account to a business account. You know, and I was telling them, and I told them, I told them exactly what I just told you. I'm like, there's plenty of repeat of people that create multiple accounts on Airbnb all day, you know?
0: That's nuts, dude. So, you know what? Yeah, I mean, it, it, Go ahead. You know what I just thought of and 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 it really it, it resonates with me a lot now be, just because of what we said everybody was complaining about not having a lot of um <clears throat> listings and um except for you cuz you use um <laughs> you, you use um what's that software you use to get all the listings to get all the
1: listings
0: yeah what's what's that um PMS you use Oh, you mean like Price Labs? Or? Oh, Price Labs. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Pricing app. Um, anyways, okay. except for you, a lot of people got. On, I've been on these um, these forums the last few months, complaining about having not having very many listings. Blah blah blah. <clears throat> I've been killing it, dude. I've been like, I mean, killing it, and I've even raised my prices, and and they're still booking like crazy with me. But the thing is, here's the thing: I've been getting so many first time. First time users of Airbnb, I mean, and I think because like like I've told you before, (laughs) I hardly turn, I I hardly ever, I probably probably two or three, ever that I've not let stay at my place. You know what I'm saying? But but which of all the others, ninety eight percent, ninety nine percent of the people, I've I've let them stay, even if they're first time users. And you, you know, I've rolled the dice, but I've always t- told myself, you know, it's all it's old grandma's furniture, anyways. It doesn't really, <laughs> it wouldn't hurt my feelings if it gets, you know, damaged. It's uh, it's old stuff. Yeah, it's handed down, hand me downs. And but, anyways, so I've always let first time users use my place, and to mostly like ninety eight percent of them did did great. You know, left it clean and everything. And I think what's happening is there's an algorithm in Airbnb that sees that I allow a lot of first time users and they're they're putting me on the top of their list whenever they start looking for a place. This is what I'm thinking. I might be wrong, whatever. But all these other people that are like complaining they're not getting any looks, any listings, any views, I'm like they must be they must have turned down people in the past and Airbnb doesn't want someone who's very first time on the platform. To start getting ding 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 turned down like all these people, then they like screw this Airbnb crap. I'm not ever using it again. Instead, they send them straight to me, where I always accept the first timers. And I guess right now I'm reaping the rewards for that. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that yeah they do that. They'll. Uh, but my question is, are your first timers requesting you or instant booking you?
0: <clears throat> they can't instant book because they're first timers, right? They don't have reviews, so That's they're re- dependent upon your setting. Oh, well, they're requesting me cuz I, I have it where they're they can. They're
1: requesting. So yeah, you know, they'll, they'll as long as you're accepting requests, they'll let you in. They'll uh, up your place. Um, you saying people in your area are saying that?
0: Uh, well, on the forums, um, professional oh, yeah. hosts and all those forums are complaining about no listings in January, February, even March. And I've been freaking, I mean, um, you've been that, killing it, but I've been I've been doing damn good.
1: That's like people will probably People doing this, people that probably reject a lot of people, people that uh not not only you're rejecting a lot of people. I'm trying to think what else would probably push you down. also you have to look at their location. That's what I was gonna say. Like where are they located, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're up in Odessa, Texas, him you know, or not Odessa you, know, <clears> you can kill it out there, but somewhere up in Montana ain't nobody living there, you know, he's like, have a little slump. Well I mean, in January people are known not to travel.
0: I've even heard they, that they broke. Can said that he's been slow and that Cammy, the friend of the show, she said she's been slow. You know, people from our, you know, around our area. From our too. area? Yeah.
1: Um, so. Also, we have to look at it like this, too. Airbnb, uh, Air, uh, we have Plus in our city, and the DFW has Plus now, Airbnb Plus, and uh, the DFW market's oversaturated.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's oversaturated with listings. It's like you have to find little small pockets We're way oversaturated. That's why I was like, man, if I start an Airbnb out of a multifamily, I really don't want to be here.
0: <laughs> I was I yeah. was um I've been helping a buddy. 'Cause mm-hmm. and I mentioned this on the on the Airbnb professionals host forum. I said I said it, I said, anybody else, you know, go through this kind of thing. Where they're like, Oh man, Airbnb's the best. You know, I'm making I'm making bank on this thing. I gotta tell the world what's going on, tell my buddies they should get in on this and, you know, no one ever does until finally one of your buddies does. And then they hit you up with a thousand questions every day you see them at work. <laughs> and I said, and after that, it's Airbnb silence. You don't you don't mention it to nobody anymore. And people were laughing and they were like agreeing to that. One lady says she lost a friend because of that. She just kept pestering her and pestering her over how to do this, what to do that with Airbnb. It's funny. I should have put that post because we do a show about Airbnb and how to help people out and stuff. But it's not... It's not my coworker I'm seeing every single day that's pom- <laughs> bombarding me with a thousand questions. You know what I'm saying? And um, man,
1: y'all uh, got to take advantage of them business opportunities.
0: Yeah, yeah. Charge them to run it for them, right?
1: Charge them to talk to them. What do you mean?
0: At we- <laughs> a buddy at work and say, "Oh, don't say another word. Let's see it. Let's see it. a twenty spot right here, and then I'll tell
1: you." Bam! <laughs> here's my card. I charge a dollar a minute.
0: <laughs> Even if it's your buddy. <laughs> The fine buddy. Oh man, you're cold blooded, <laughs> dude. You're cold
1: blooded. Um, yeah,
0: man. I
1: mean, you gotta exchange information for information, you
0: know. And money talks, BS walks, right? Yeah, man. And so, I mentioned this, and you were saying about oversaturated. And here's the thing yeah. like, he, he 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 did um, two bedrooms out of his house, so he 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 got them ready and everything. He's got his first guest tomorrow, actually, and so um. He's got he's got the rooms ready. Put him up on there. I helped to put it. I had pretty much did a, most of it for him. Anyways, whatever. Besides the fact I should have charged. Man. Yeah. You're a walking patient. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Damn. No, you, Damn. <laughs> I know. I need an agent. Could you be my agent, Micah? Shit. I charge 30%, <laughs> man. <laughs> Damn, LeBron's agent don't even charge that. Um, yeah, you know how much you me <laughs> <laughs> That's true, right? Ten percent of a hundred mil, hundred mil. That's pretty, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, there
1: you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. but, he, but he, but
0: um, he, he's like, we started looking, trying to find his listing on my phone, and it's like, all right, let me narrow it down this way. Let me narrow it down to um, Grand Prairie. Thousand listings, thousand plus listings. Let me narrow it down to um, private rooms, 300 plus listings. Let me narrow it down the price to hold yours. On, was.
1: You went, you, you went to Grand Prairie instead of a thousand listings?
0: Uh, well, yeah, I typed it in the, the search area, oh, yeah, Grand Prairie. Nah,
1: y'all ain't doing it right. You got to pull up the map. Yeah, I know. You pull up the map, zoom. Yeah, that, I will tell you. How, that? Uh,
0: but oh, okay. I'm, I'm like, thinking most users, Airbnb users, grab the app on the phone and they don't do that, you know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm just looking at it as a as an Airbnb, someone who needs to to grab a night somewhere. I'm going to look up yeah, there's a lot of competition. And and you're right. I mean, you if you search, the map if you zoom in, yeah, if you I don't know, I when I whenever I before I rented out on Airbnb, I always pulled the map cuz I wanted to see where I'm going to be at, if I'm going to be close to the water, this and that. But on the phone, it kind of I don't know, it kind of um it, it, it i wouldn't say like discourages you from grabbing the map but it makes it really simple for you to just uh, just to do the facebook thing where you just you know scroll 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 and um anyways we were doing that and we finally found his listing way 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 down there but but yeah it seems to be a lot of competition at least in the single the renting a room out of your house you know scenario Hopefully,
1: mm. yeah.
0: But there's a I lot of shitty that. listings. There's tons of shitty listings, so there you go too.
1: And you guys did the private room and all that?
0: Yeah, he's doing two private rooms out of there.
1: He's used an instant book.
0: I I told him to. I don't I, f- I forgot if he think he was contemplating it. I don't know. I don't think he did. But anyways, he's got two listings already coming up. So eh, there you go. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's because uh, yeah, when when the people book my place, I know for a fact they're looking at the map. Cause they're like, hey, you're by this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll they'll tell me, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I am. And then they'll, oh, heck, yeah. So, yeah, um, of course, the books came in. All right, but, yeah, they'll be like, hey, you're by this and that. So, I mean, it depends on the user. And it's also dependent on what they're coming into town for. Like, if they're coming into town, they go to a certain destination point. I noticed a lot of them would be like, hey, uh, you're by this. Can I, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it also depends, you know, and when you're finding your listing, that's, I guess location is really important because you have to kind of look at that like, hey, am I by this, by that, you know? So I was looking at this quad that's um, out in Arkansas and it was in a pretty nice location. I was looking, I'm like, oh, I might want to look into that. But yeah, man, I'm this uh multifamily hunting in texas is a pain
0: <laughs> there was that one in the entertainment district i told you about that was 199 for uh for a duplex Where? i thought i sent it to you is it uh, it's over there close to the entertainment district
1: oh over here in arlington
0: so it would be i mean if you got the license or the thing and everything it would be allowed to do airbnb at yeah I don't know if I want to touch that. One ninety nine. You just got to get that. Um, what is that thing called? The I don't know. The the what? The permit? license. The permit. Yeah, you got to get the permit to do it. To do Airbnb in Arlington. yeah I don't know.
1: Well, ain't nobody got time for all that. <laughs> 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 ain't nobody got time for all that.
0: So you're gonna be moving? Nah, but I don't know, man. You're gonna be pushing pins. What you say? You're gonna be pushing pins. Pushing what? I call it pushing pins. It's like kind of a play off that movie "Pushing Tin," which is about the air traffic controllers. This was called pushing pins. No. They're, they're no, that then people that wanna you. change the location of their Airbnbs. I've seen oh, it. Oh, the
1: pin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dropping pins in different yeah. locations. Pushing yeah, pins. you I can't do that. You That's can't. a hot little thing to do. You can do that. And get away with it. <laughs>
0: Oh, dude! This I, I I thought I um I thought I oh I said your name on the on the comments, but it was a professional USA professional host whatever Facebook page yeah and that and that that girl from there she that she runs it she put it on there you know someone asked something oh it's so all you have to do is just move the pin to the different location blah 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 and keep going and oh man she got lit up from fellow Airbnbs man that's not right yeah, that's man, not true like what the
1: you can't hell? go into them. Yeah, you can't go into them old punk ass those, those old Airbnb minions.
0: Those are the yeah, little man, like th- those, those are the ones that, that tattletale in the class and shit, right?
1: Yeah, man, I don't even waste my time talking to these people, man. They'd be like, eh, you can't be like, dude, really <laughs> Like I mean, I've seen somebody in Meridian doing that. She dropped her pen in the middle of the lake. Mm. So the HOA couldn't find it. But she got her face face on the damn mind. <laughs> she has her face on her profile. She going yeah. not get caught real soon.
0: If that is her, maybe. But you... yeah,
1: I mean that, that's the, that's what everybody's been doing—just dropping a pen somewhere else. You know, I mean, you can't do it too far off. But I mean, it works.
0: And um, so, <laughs> so it, so <laughs> it would work. So dropping a pin would work. You are saying there's no there's no way it couldn't work.
1: It would. It works from the standpoint of if someone's trying to find an airbnb in their neighborhood.
0: I'll say that. You See what I mean? Yeah. You you know so what I, don't, I don't, you know what I automatically pictured? If you could picture this. Picture the airbnb map, you know, picture a map of Arlington, right? And then this yeah. and, and you know, there's pin drops, there's there's locations of airbnbs all over it right now. And then tomorrow the the ban goes into effect and you just see all the all the pin drops just whoo, create like a circle around the city. <laughs>
1: Man, it's <laughs> fucking funny, I
0: mean,
1: man. I mean, I think that's gonna happen, and people are just gonna start dropping pins. That I'm not allowed to do it here. I'll just well, I mean, I mean but you gonna have to be careful with that pin dropping. Hmm. You're gonna have to let people know, hey, I ain't up there. I'm this there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's if you're far off. Right. But yeah, I mean, I can imagine. You know, I can imagine. I have that people gonna do start dropping pins.
0: And and but the thing is. When you sign up for Airbnb, you got to put your address in, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, of course, <laughs> I think Airbnb gives out people's personal information. Right?
0: I can't hear you. What that was that?
1: My, I think Airbnb gives out people's personal information. But that could be my own conspiracy, I guess. But I'm still under the impression that they give out people's personal information.
0: Well, they're, fight, they're fighting to not do that in New York. I don't know what would benefit them to give out people's information.
1: Uh, what would benefit who?
0: Airbnb, because they're why would they pay all this money to fight it in New York to not give these give over all these people's addresses to the city?
1: They already gave them. I mean, they're, they're literally I, they already gave them out. I mean, yeah, think about it. Like these companies called Host Compliance. If you put your list on Airbnb and Host Compliance can find it. Where are they getting the information? I mean, there's money in data. Facebook is a big-ass data mining company at this point. I yeah. mean, people can say they don't, but... I mean, I, I, I mean, if we sit here and start talking about Nike's VaporMax, because I guarantee when we log on to Facebook, that shit's about to be an advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious,
0: man. That is true, right?
1: Yeah, and I think Airbnbs... I mean, I, I'm not saying they do, but I, I could... Very much imagine that they have sold so some sold some information or gave up some information you
0: know, you know a funny thing happened to me is is um, this is a few months back when I signed up for that um, um AA advantage credit card right, so I can start racking okay. up flight miles too just in case you know I fly free, but I'll stand by and sometimes you know if we really need to get somewhere, I can use some miles and fly for free you know it's a good card to have, but anyways I was um when I signed up for that card. A funny thing happened because I was like, well, you know, I just want to ask, I want to, instead of just doing it online, I'm going to ask somebody, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a hold of somebody and ask them a bunch of questions. and just I just want to get a feel for, you know, if this is the right card for me, that's going to rack up the most, you know, miles or whatever. And so I, I got it, this um, this nice Filipino um, lady answered the phone, <laughs> answered the customer service thing. And, and she told me, you know, everything that the card did and this and that. And I was like, oh, you know, okay, cool. I'm going to go ahead and sign up for it. She said, "Okay. She said, Would you like to sign up over the phone or online?" And I said, like, "Well, you're already on the phone with me. I might as well sign up with you." And so she goes, "Okay. Well, tell me your, you know, name, address, you know, social security." She, she asked for all my information. I will give her all my information, and then and then it gets to the point. Okay, okay, sir, um, congratulations, you're approved for the card. Blah blah blah. Um, I just got to read off this this list real quick of uh, this consent thing of things that you can yeah. and can't do with the card or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. Was how? She's like, is, how's, how's it gonna, how long is it going to take? How's that work? She's like, ah, my 12 to 15 minutes. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, hell and so And so she read, she literally read every word of those, you know, those scroll down legal boxes that we always just, you know, whatever, glance at and hit accept. She yeah. read every single freaking word of that thing, dude. And I was just sitting there on the phone. Well, I had my earphones in. You know, I just went back to work and she just talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And, talk and, and I mean, and and I, I'd zone in and out, you know, whatever. But occasionally it'd be like some weird thing. If you use your card at a gas station in Arizona and it's on this day, it doesn't get you any miles, but it, it's like... <laughs> I was like, how much stuff wow. do they cram into these things? We'd never read it. Do you ever read that shit? No. None of us read got it, time. but they cram so much stuff in there, and I'm sure like you said, the Facebook things, the things that monitor us, that, that you know follow what we do, what we buy, what we look at on the internet, or even if we just talk out loud, I'm sure it says somewhere in there that it's legal for them to record our conversations and shit.
1: Oh yeah, you put anything in small, fine, black print, you can get away with a lot.
0: Mm. Damn. Straight up. So that was just a funny thing. If you ever... Um, want someone to read to you, you know, to fall asleep, go sign up for a credit card on the phone and let them read that whole thing to you. It's it's a wonderful. I don't know how she did it. I don't know how she did it. I don't know. Maybe she just, man, she she did it nonstop. Boom, 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 boom. 12, 15 minutes of that stuff. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it is. For real. <laughs> Damn. I so, got off that call. <laughs>
0: Another thing but um another thing real quick that I was going to touch on was um you, have you heard of I'm I'm coining the term because I mean you probably already heard of it but uh, I say robo wholesalers No. Okay. And what happened and why I came up with this term because I got a text message from someone inquiring okay uh about buying my cottonwood I'm, I'm sorry not the cottonwood one the the cedar cedar street you know the hearst house just out of the blue she was, yeah. oh um hi Stephen, you know i know this is a crazy question but um my name is so and so I, and i was just curious if you might be interested in selling your house and and oh. um so i was like i texted back you know well i you know i was at work and i i looked at it again i texted back i was like well you know, okay, I'm listening. How much, you know, how much y'all looking to offer? Just to, just to, you know, to humor them. I'm not planning on selling it or nothing. But anyways, and they didn't respond back for a long time, right? And then I got another text message, and it was like, it seemed like uh you know, a text message they could send to anybody. Well, in your area, we bought a house similar and it needed this much work and we bought it for $97,000. Would this, would this price range interest you? You know, it sounded just like generic, right? And so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna call these, I'm gonna call this lady. I I was still thinking it was a lady. And anyways, it went straight to, um, to like a it didn't it wasn't a lady that answered it, it went straight to like this. Hello, this is so and so, you know, home sales and blah, 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 you know, and press one if you're looking to sell your home or press two if you don't want to sell your home. And it's just like, what the hell is this? You know, this was like, you uh, know, and I hung up and I was like, oh, so you were a robot the whole time. And I was like, that's pretty slick. And then um nothing. Nobody said nothing for a while. And finally, she chimed in back. You know, I assure you, Stephen, I am not a robot. And um, <laughs> we were just interested really? in buying your house. And um, I was wow. like, I was like, I didn't even respond for a while. And then they sent me like, it was like the next day. Yes, um, we we sent a price to on your house. We were wondering if you considered it. And I sent them back. I was like, you know, I have a eight real estate agent friend, and he and he says the house is worth. One hundred and ninety thousand dollars as is. Can you pay that for it? And um, silence. They didn't say nothing right <laughs> until like hours later, and it said, uh, "This price is um, out of our price range to um, to purchase it and 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 flip and rehab it. But uh, we we can put you in touch with a great agent that could sell it for you." <laughs> I was like, "Man, they're working all the angles, right?" But I was like, "It's all. Yeah. It was all through text message." They didn't want to talk to me one-on-one. They just wanted to, I'll send this to text message. And it's like, is this like the robo wholesale going on?
1: Oh, yeah, man. wholesalers, man, they're making all types of money. Especially now with the uh, with, uh, uh online marketing, text messages. You can get all types of stuff sent out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, you said they got you via text message? Yeah, they
0: just started it's out of the blue. This yeah. number I didn't recognize sent a text message. So they probably sent yep, that same text day. message to thousands of people, you know what I'm saying? Easy. Easy. And then yep. they, and you you call to talk to that lady and it goes sends you to their um their funnel, right? To their <laughs> their answering machine. Yep. And then that thing sends you two different ways, if you want to sell your house or you don't want to sell your house. You know, it's just like two other funnels. I'm like, it's 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 pretty smart. But on the other hand, I was thinking, okay, this big corporation that's doing it or a big company that's doing it, whatever, it's pretty smart. But it also gives me hope in a way that there's still room. There's always going to be room for the hustlers out there because someone, you know, not I'd say half or 75 percent of people wouldn't respond to something like that. A text message, someone, some robot text message you do to buy your house. Right. People still want that. They still want that human, that human um, experience. You know what I'm saying? And I mean how many yep. times do they do you press press 0 when you're calling a te- when a telemarketer or calling AT&T you're calling whatever to talk to whoever and you just keep pressing 0 or keep saying agent 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 nobody no one wants to go through all that freaking spiel and so there's That's still true. there's still room for the hustlers I had a coach one time that said you know even with war you can't just keep dropping atomic bombs everywhere they still got to send those, you know, the soldiers, the grunts, to go in there and handle the handle the job, you know. So the grunts is the yeah. is the the hustlers, man. There's still, you can go knock on someone's door, have a good rapport with somebody, and you never know they're going to remember you. That that kid was nice, you know. He's out there. That reminds me of me when I was young. I'm gonna sell my house to him. I'm not gonna sell it to this freaking big old billboard that says we buy ugly houses. I'm gonna sell it to this kid because I like that kid. You know. I mean, it's still there's still there's always going to be room, no matter how automation. Virtual reality, all that shit. There's always going to be room for a hustler. Yes, sir. I brought it yes, all the way back. There will always
1: be room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There oh. will always be room for a hustler. Yes, sir. I mean, everybody's hustling. You know, that's the thing about it. Well, not everybody. everybody. was hustling. Then we'd be in another
0: place. A lot but, of people are fake yes, hustling. I mean, there's always... A uh, what? a lot of people are fake hustling
1: what's fake hustling
0: like i've heard it i heard it somewhere that someone oh i'm gonna start my i'm gonna start my wholesaling business or i'm gonna start this you know real estate business i'm gonna go make oh i gotta make me a website i gotta make me some cards i gotta do this i gotta get some pins with my name (laughs) and someone said oh you just you you want to play business that's what you want to (laughs) do You're not out there grinding, no. knocking on doors, getting doors slammed in your face. You just want to play business and look like you're doing something.
1: Man. A lot of people like that.
0: That's I don't what I was saying. They're
1: fake hustling. They have no they have no guidance with what they're doing. They're right. just trying to get something started.
0: Or they claim they that's cl- a lot. Or they claim to be hustling they every what? day. They claim to be hustling every day while they're scrolling on Facebook and putting messages on how much of a hustler they are. That could happen too.
1: Yeah. Or they're uh, finding a way to do that while promoting something else. Yeah, there's a lot of people do that. The people that hit you with the whole pen showing you $10,000. I quit my job doing this. Like, what? But, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it's, it's always room for the hustlers, man. You gotta, just got to get out there and hustle. If the hustle's in you, you will make it. But <laughs> like, man, let me. Oh, did you hear about Airbnb's new Boutique hotels that they're launching? They bought Hotel Tonight or something?
0: What's that all about?
1: Um, They bought this huge, I guess, hotel listing site. And, um, you know, I guess Airbnb bought it. You know, I've I've been telling you, I think I said on the podcast, Airbnb's going to eventually hop in the hotel market, and they did. I think a lot of people ain't too happy about that. But hey, it is what it is, you know?
0: The little boutique hotels.
1: Yep, boutique hotels. But...
0: But hotels have been putting their listings on Airbnb for for years now, right?
1: I don't know for years, but I know I know that they're about to have a bigger presence on Airbnb. You yeah. know, with that with that acquisition. And so, I'm, I've been hearing a lot of people. I've I seen people on the professional hosts complain about uh, competition and oversaturation. I, I, and I think I think Airbnb's getting there too. There's just a lot of competition, a lot of saturation. Like in Dallas, I know for sure, man. There's too many Airbnbs over there, man. It's crazy.
0: But you Airbnb out of Dallas, no. don't you?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: As your, your, um, at Dallas. your listing's been dropping or what?
1: No, no, it's not dropping or anything. It's just you look at it and he's like, man, I'll over the saturation. And you have to kind of adjust your prices a little bit to go with the market at times. But it's just oversaturated. It's just too many listings to choose from on like a weekend, man, You know what I mean? That's, that's why I'm happy I got with Price Labs. I'm getting, I'm taking the long term booking.
0: That's just where, um, <clears throat> I think it makes it makes your brand even that much more important, right?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Because like, I mean, there's like there's a thousand cell phones out there, but there's only one cell phone that comes with the Apple on it. That's their brand. That's what they're. That's what they stand behind, right? So, I mean, there's always going to be competition in every field, and the cream will rise to the top, and you got to make a, make a strong brand out of it.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: That's just my two cents. That
1: is definitely true. That is definitely true. Because, I mean, that's what I was telling people. You're either going to have to find a pocket, or you're going to have to find, I was telling, as a matter of fact, I was talking to my boy Josh earlier. I think you need to find a pocket where no no Airbnb, but if you start getting an Airbnb in Dallas, you need to, you're going to have to You're going to have to uh, let your margin sink for, like, a month or two and get your reviews up and make sure you get apartments with, like, views, like a view of the city or, like, a corner apartment, like a view in a balcony. Mm. You know what I mean? You got to start doing stuff like that. If you go on that route, houses, this breeds different competition. Because houses, I think you're trying to pack as many people up in there, and it's more for looking at it for a family standpoint. Like, hey, I want families to travel here.
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's
1: just different ways to look at it.
0: Yeah, you got to be unique. You got to stand out.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. You know, so, but I know for a fact I might turn some of my time show listings into boutique hotel listings. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to tell people about corporate housing because I've been. I remember a while ago I said, um, "Don't block your calendar, right?" Yeah. Don't ever block your calendar. Just raise your date. And I'm going to show you, I found out how I definitely know if somebody is taking long, longer-term bookings and if their place is usually booked. If you type in like a random date, right, mm-hmm. and you get that, you see a listing that says rare find, that means that listing has been booked on Airbnb. Because right? I did that with my Little Rock places. You know, it's been booked for like three months now. And the lady's about to check out next week. And I looked and my listing came up. I just randomly typed in some dates where uh, my listing was available, just to see where it would come up at. It came up as number number one, but it came up as a rare find. Like they put the little rare find uh, box next to it because they said this listing is usually booked.
0: <laughs> so
1: they do that if you're booked a lot. I was like, oh, like so that's what PriceLab has been helping me on. And what I do on PriceLab, once I start getting my reviews up, I start lowering my discount per month then i can make a bigger profit
0: when people are booking for long term damn the scientist is at it again the, yeah uh, So yeah and, and you know it's funny when they do put that rare find thing on on an airbnb when i'm looking for one to stay at i'm like oh crap you know it, it does give me that little uh, motivation to want to book it you know book it quicker book it faster because yeah. like it's gonna be gone man I, it's a nice one too shit you know, it's a rare find. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta book it. So that really helps with the booking man. It makes like a snowball effect, don't it? Yeah,
1: exactly. What it's like, and um, hey, what does what is being book smart and being street smart mean to you?
0: <laughs> I've thought about this a lot. I've thought about this a lot. Um, of course, you know, I, I guess the the general meaning would be book smart would be you know you're great at school you make straight A's and um, you know you do great in school college everything and you get out in the real world and um, and a, and you really just try to follow all the rules and do everything you know how you're supposed to do it and try to you know do get ahead that way whereas someone that's street smart that knows how to hustle that like I mean that may might have to bust his ass to get through school but figures out ways to do it and then um gets out there in the world and says, Oh shit, I can hack this too and starts, you know, he can he can get a lot higher, a lot farther in business and life and um let's say real estate, um, than someone that's uh, just a book smart, you know, that just tries to do everything exactly how the books tell them to do it. Hmm. Okay. That's
1: a good that's a good that's a good that's a good definition. That's what I thought of too. But Mahogany made, my, she made me change my mind on book smart and street smart. Um, So, for example, you know, I sell courses, right? Yeah. And, and okay, Mahogany just got her license. And this is actually a married, a married, uh, if you're married, this is a good, a good, uh, what's it called? If you're married, and you and your partner do business together, this is a good one for you. So, for example, as she, she, soon as she got her license, you know, we paid for her to get a license. She was like, Hey, I want to get this course. You know, of course, she said, Hey, it's this much. I'm like, Dang, man, you know. I'm like, You just pay for the license. We're going pay for a course. You know, and it also taught me how to be supportive of people's learning styles. Yeah. So I was like, You know, why, why, why are you going to, you know, spend this money on this course? She might be telling you this girl has some good information. You know, and she's like, Come on, you sell courses. You don't want people to support it. So it made me kind of think about it. It made me kind of step back, like, Oh, shoot, I would. You know what I mean? Cause I sell <laughs> yeah. So. She was like, and then I, I was like, man, all right. So I was like, all right, go ahead and get the course. She ended up not getting it because something else came up. But it taught me about how me and her learned this. Like me, she has to kind of hold me back sometimes, like, Micah, don't do that. You know what I mean? Because me, I'm going to just keep diving right in. I'll take the look. If we we take a loss, we're going to take it as a learn. You know what I mean? We're going to learn on our way down and we're going to come back up. You know, that's how I look at things. Yeah. I'm just like, nah i'll I'll sit in the classroom you know kind of book smart i'll sit in the classroom teach me before teach me the mistake before i make it you yeah. know what i mean and i was like oh okay so now that i mm-hmm. it kind of made me wise and thinking that i'm like oh okay i'm like but us being together we balance each other out you know yeah. so if she's sets that time when she's like well no nah, i'm not gonna do it i can push her in like no nah, just go for it you know what i mean or if I'm at the time where I'm about to just jump in, and she can grab me like, nah, you don't want to do that. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So, so see me, I'm, I'm more, I would say, she's more book smart. I'm a little bit more street smart, but we mesh together. Book smart and street smart, like, she's very, my name's very business-minded. I'm very business-minded. But she's going to, hey, give me the classroom information, and I'll go. Me, I'm like, let's just go make the mistake. You know what I mean? Right. So it, 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 it was... Once I start looking at it from that point of view, I'm like, oh, you have to be, you really need to be a little bit of both. Or if you're just all the way street smart, you need to have somebody book smart on your team. Or if you're all the way book smart, you need to have somebody street smart on your team. Like, you look at Floyd Mayweather, you can't read a book, but damn it, he make a bunch of money, and he need to hire up a bunch of book smart people. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, you know. You know, I think, I don't know if he can't read, but you know, that's the stereotype about it. But that's, that's how I was looking at it, man. It was just a quick, Learning lesson, you know, said to be supportive of your partner, you have to find how you learn how I learn things, how she learns things. You have to be supportive of it.
0: That's cool, man. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, man. So, yeah, it's like kind of support other people's learning style.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's that makes sense. Um, kind of balance each other out. I, I, um. <laughs> With me, too, yeah, I'm, like, I'm I'm, I'm kind of headstrong like you. I just want to dive into everything, you know. And my, yeah. wife, my wife pulls me back, says, no, nah, you know, let's it's not do this. It's not a good idea or it's going to cost too much. It's like, yeah, she – but, I mean, she doesn't kill every single dream. If she sees it's a good mm-hmm. opportunity, I have to convince her, you know, I have to tell her why. That she has to see it with, through my eyes and plus through her eyes. And then, yeah. um, and then she's like, you know, that, that's a pretty good idea. You know, we should, yeah, you're right. We should do it. And it, it's just not, she's like, okay, let's do it. She just, I mean, <laughs> I don't need you, you and I don't need that much freedom. We could really screw some shit up. Right. But we need to be reined in a little bit. And, um, yeah, that's what, uh, it's like what a good coach does. Right. Like, um, like, um, Phil Jackson, you know, he, I mean, he had his, the superstars and shit, but he knew how to, to, you know, make them play as a team, right?
1: Yeah, man, Phil Jackson's a, a, a genius, I should tell you, but that Phil's a genius, man. Hell yeah. And, you know, um, I mean, you, you, when you can take personalities like that and then, like, shift them to complete a greater goal, yeah, you, you're a genius. What were
0: you gonna say? You know what? It trips me out, and I never even thought of doing something like this. But, but, um, you ever listen to the Tim Ferriss show?
1: Um, I haven't listened to it in a long time. Okay, Well but I
0: used to? I, I freaking love that show. He's a, he's he's a brilliant dude. He brings on freaking brilliant guests from all fields, you know. But he he interviews a lot of billionaires, billionaire with a B. He interviews a lot of these billionaires, right? and um you know bigger pockets has has people with high you know high incomes and stuff and millionaires i mean, I don't know I mean how often they get a billionaire on the show, but you know Tim ferris rubs rubs shoulders with giants and so um and one thing like a recurring theme when all these people that the all these billionaires from every you know walk of business said is um that, like he asked them, you know, what's one of the best things you ever done? What's the one an important thing that you know in being successful? They've all hired. They've all hired coaches, man. Like what life coaches? Yep. And I'm like, I, I mean, you and I. I mean, maybe you, but I, I've never even considered. I wouldn't even know where to look for a life coach but all these billionaires that you think you think there's a, I mean when they're talking you think this guy's the smartest mofo I've ever I've ever freaking met heard in my life you know he just spitting knowledge in every sentence he you knows I mean he's a genius but even these freaking geniuses with all this talent in the world are hiring freaking coaches yes sir that's
1: the smartest thing you can ever do like wow man, man. i had like when i was 22, I didn't I guess you kind of call him life coach, a guy who just gave me a lot of good game on life, where to go, you know, um, seeing the potential in me. So yeah, I mean, you it takes one person, and if you can go hire one, definitely, man. If you can get a life coach, a uh, marriage coach. We have all that. Like I have, a, I don't have a well, I, I don't have a life coach right now, but I have a marriage coach, and man, that helps you, dude. If you can find somebody who can relate to, a mentor, definitely do it.
0: But just to be definitely s- do it. Just to be that smart and powerful and talented and and yet admit that you can't do it alone. That's just that's some powerful shit right there.
1: Yeah. I mean there's nobody who's that smart and powerful and talented that they ain't making connections and connecting with people and finding life coaches, find people that's smarter than them. Yeah, man. That yeah. is what it is. That's where it's at. You know, I've been looking. I'm trying to find me a life coach.
0: Yeah, man. That's you all know,
1: me. marriage mentors. All the, I already have one of those, but yeah, I'm looking for a life coach. Yeah, that's a good one, man.
0: Fitness coach. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, and, and, and honestly though, like you really have to look at things like that. You know, um, we don't know everything, and there's times that you don't feel like. Well you might be feeling down on yourself. Like, ah, I can't get through this. But you have somebody like a life coach to call or, like me, you know, me and you are both married, you know. And you know, you can holler at your wife, you know, and get things taken care of, but you know, that's good to have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um and you know, and we we're talking about everything on the show, as I always mentioned. But another thing that I was um i was talking to to my dad and stepmom you know i was hanging out over there at their house and stuff and and they've done all right for themselves they got a nice you know property chunk of land and they're she, she brought it up out of the blue we were talking about something she brought up that they don't even have a will i'm like how do y'all not have a will you know because got she got kids on her side and my dad you know kids on our side and grandkids and and not that I said I don't want any, I don't want anything, I don't need anything. But I'm just saying it, it might be smart, you know, to make a will. And um, <clears throat> and she was like, yeah, but you know, and, and I got to think of who I want you know, from the family to be, you know, to be an executor of the will. And I was like, well, from the people I've talked to that have gone through, you know, a, uh, someone dying and, and putting them in charge, and they're part of the family. I said, that's not a good position to be in because you're part of the family and you're dealing out, you're you doling out the wishes of someone that passed away. And then all of a sudden they start getting hit up with lawsuits on both sides from their own family. I'm like, why would you put, why would you put someone through that I said, get someone outside of the family, a lawyer or someone to be executor or whatever, and let them handle it. You know, someone outside that can like handle people. You know, cool-headed, no emotions, blah, blah, blah. This is how their wishes wanted to be carried out. This is how it's going to be done and be done with it. Why would you put – That's it's kind of like a, a death coach if you think about it. <laughs> Damn. I just got dark. Yeah. But, but, I mean, people – I mean, yeah. I mean, look for talented people out there that can help in certain situations, right, in every situation.
1: Definitely. Okay.
0: But definitely. I don't know why uh, I yeah.
1: people yeah cause my parents my parents have been talking about getting a will, maybe' working on getting theirs, you know, but yeah, once you start hitting that age, you definitely gotta get
0: one, you know, shit, we needed I mean we could get hit by a car tomorrow, and um but yeah. like I don't even have i'm I'm working on it, and this, this is what brought me to this when she told me that I went online and <clears throat> and i and I said, you know i I think I googled um make a will for free. And something that came up was called I think it's called freewill.com or freewill.org or something like that I'll put it in the show notes but um, it's it's really it's a cool concept Here, here's how it works you, you can go on there and make a will totally free right You just go down there fill in all your information what you got, where do you want it to go to and um, you know after you're done you print it out and you and you take it and um, have like two or three witnesses, whatever it is, and sign it and then uh and, and get it notarized, right? And boom, it's a it's a legal binding will. And so um and I mean, you can always go back and change it whatever. And it's totally 100% free. I sound like an infomercial, but I swear I'm not. I'm not getting a penny from this site. It's called freewill.com or something like that. And um here's here's a cool thing of how it uh, how it helps them be um stay free. And it's what they do yeah is when you're going down the list of you know how to divvy up your um your assets or whatever it it tells you it kind of like um encourages you you don't have to do it but encourages you okay how much are you, you want to put aside to donate to cer these char- a certain charity you know and so um and I guess people are filling this out like, shit, I'm, I'm going to be dead and gone. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give a few G's to a charity. That sounds like a good cause, whatever. And so what I, think it, how, what I think is happening is these charities are paying money to be on this website to get exposure, to get and to receive money from people filling out these wills, which is a win-win, you know. so So you can leave a will. You can leave some money behind to a charity. You know, you're doing good on your way out. And um, these charities, you know, they they put, you know, I guess they pay a little bit to be on there to be a profiled charity. And they receive, you know, they receive funds that they can go and help people with. Like I said, you don't have to leave a dime to any of the charities, but they're getting exposure. So this site is able to remain free and help people make wills for free. And I thought that was a cool freaking share economy idea. Yeah,
1: that's pretty
0: dope. That is pretty Oh, dope. I did. I did. Yeah, te- I texted it <laughs> to you, too, right? Yeah, yeah, you take me. Yeah. Free free will dot com. So even the share economy is touching on you know, touches on life, money, and even touches on death, you know what I'm saying?
1: It <laughs> Touches on death.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean hey, that's the point to all this, right? We can't take this shit with us, so we better have nah. a better have it going where we would like where we would like it to go, is especially not to Uncle Sam. Yeah, for
1: real man, did I tell you, I was, I going to tell you, like, speaking of like, older crowd, you know, wills, older people, and stuff like that, and I know, we, we always talk about, like, I, I know you like to always say, hey, go ahead and hop in on Airbnb, and once, and you, you say that a lot at the end of the shows, right? So, the other day, I like, it was two or three weeks ago, like, I actually talked to one of our listeners for like three hours on the phone. Oh. And, um, it was, it, was, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, what is it? A um, session, a um, what's it called? A uh, consulting session, right? For three hours, I talked to one of our guests. Man, I learned so much just by sitting there talking to her. And le- Not all I'm teaching her how to use her, but I'm learning the whole time. Like I, after the phone call, because we, we talked for like three hours on like a Saturday. It was a few weeks ago. After we talked, I realized. Airbnb is truly intimidating. It's very, very intimidating, especially to someone older who reads all the rules and stuff like that. I was like, this is why, it's, it, this is why a lot of people don't hop on it. And it's you don't know how intimidating it is until you put yourself in someone else's shoes and they're asking you questions like, oh, if I list this as this, will I get in trouble? If I list this as this, will I get in trouble? And to me, you know, I'm like the head-on guy, just jump in and do it, but I'm like, if I put my stuff in someone else's shoes, I'm like, dang, that is kind of intimidating. You don't know, like, if it's an entire place, is it a, this a boutique hotel, is this a service department, you know what I mean? Because Airbnb puts up all this little stuff about what this stuff is, you know, and, oh, will I get in trouble if I label it wrong? But it was crazy to kind of listen. I was like, man, it was, it was a really good conversation with one of our listeners. So I, I, she, I was going to shout her out, but she was like, no, nah, don't shout me out. I was like, okay, I'll <laughs> tell everybody that you called from Cali, you know? So, yeah, man, it, 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 but, yeah, we, it, it was also cool to see, like, you know, our, our listeners are from broad ranges, you know. We have listeners that are young, a lot of millennials, boomers listen, and then, you know, when they need help, they feel like they can call. And that's pretty cool.
0: That's what they say. I mean, the best way to learn is to buy, is to teach, right?
1: To, yeah, straight up. Yeah, that is the best way to learn is to teach. That is, man, that's so true. true.
0: That's crazy. That's awesome, man. Especially you're helping people, and you got a three hour phone yeah, call man. at ten dollars a minute. That's good.
1: <laughs> I
0: wish it was that much. <laughs> oh, it's not that kind of phone call.
1: Yeah, I wish, but nah. <laughs> but it, it was really, it was just really eye opening, though. I was like, damn, man. You know, a lot of people just really are intimidated. So I was like, man, I was I'm glad I was able to help. Them. It was pretty cool.
0: You had to go do a little research after that call. Yeah, not
1: really research. It's just. Cause I was learning like how intimidating it was, more or less. I didn't really learn a lot about Airbnb that I didn't already know. It's just learning like people's personalities with Airbnb.
0: Here's here's what came to mind while you were saying that, and um, yeah, it is intimidating. And and I've learned like I've learned how kind of intimidating it is by my buddy hitting me up, asking me a thousand questions, and I'm just like, dang, you know. I guess I never thought of it like that, you know. I just went ahead and filled it out and did it. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're a generation that we're used to filling out. This is an older dude. We're used to going online and filling out whatever and starting whatever. Pretty simple, right? But someone that from the older generation, you know, just generalizing here, they're like, ah, what, is this? Well, what does this mean? What does this do? Why do I have to put this? And I mean, it's like, ah, dang. Yeah. Everything's a thousand questions. But <laughs> that's why I was saying it was frustrating. But, I mean, you're making a buck and you're helping someone out. But in um, uh-huh. what what I thought of it, what I what I started to when you were talking, I was like, MySpace. You remember MySpace, right? Yeah. There was no old folks on MySpace. It was all younger generation kids, for the most part. It was all younger younger kids. Yeah. And yeah. why why is that? Why was that?
1: MySpace. Yeah. That's a good question.
0: Cause it was intimidating. Cause you had to know actually know a little little bit of coding to get your damn site up and running. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a plug and go. Fill in your name, address, and you're ready to have a site. You had to go in there. You Ooh, had to code yeah. to do your picture. You had to code to put stuff. You know to make your um, background right. You had to like go through third parties and this and that to go. You know pimp my MySpace. And it kept all the old people away, which it, you know that's kind of cool. But now, well, now we're that's old. easy. <laughs> and facebook came along and they made it so freaking easy just fill in this you know format right here fill in your name address whatever we're gonna track you till you die but anyways you just fill in this (laughs) just fill in this information and boom you're up and running look your pictures right there look there's your family saying hello welcome to you know and it just made it easy and then fuck it's loaded up with everybody's moms and grandmas now you know and so they, yep. um, and and that's what I'm thinking when when you were saying all that. I was like, right now, Airbnb is the shiznizzle for us. You know, younger generation. We're, we're getting older, but whatever. Because we, because um, we're used to like having to actually know a little bit of coding to make our little websites work and shit. So it's, MySpace is a freaking breeze to us, but to the older generation they ain't used to all that so it it is kind of intimidating so right now airbnb is the myspace of the of the it's kicking everybody's ass like myspace was but shit maybe there's gonna come along a a facebook of short-term rentals make it easy for everybody to do
1: yeah that's true
0: and maybe steve steve and micah are gonna make it and become multi-billionaires you never know
1: yeah, there you go. That's, that's actually a real good way to think about it. I mean, because, yeah, it's, technically, I guess when you find something that's not as friendly to that older generation, you know, there's money in that because, the boomers got the papers, you know what I mean?
0: We can disrupt the disruptors, yo.
1: There you go. If you can do it, you know. You hear that, but, Jerome? I mean,
0: you hear that, Jerome? I'm oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean... Yeah, it was, just, it was just crazy to sit there and learn. I was like, man, that's crazy how intimidating this really is. So that's actually a really good analogy to use MySpace.
0: <laughs> yeah, right now it's MySpace, but there might come along a Facebook of this shit, you know?
1: Yeah, you definitely good.
0: Well, this has been a great ep. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a good episode, man. We got a lot of light. We'll call this the life coach episode. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're giving out some life coaching tips.
0: Ninety nine cents a minute. Tips. You too can call, live, let thrive, and learn. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, um, it's always great um, hearing about your journey, and uh, I like, you know, getting getting your feedback on my journey. So. Yeah, big things coming up. I gotta I mean I try to like slow down and say, you know what, I'm gonna just slow down. I'ma just like do you know, save up money, it all safe and nice for him. but no, 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 no. I gotta I got I gotta be in the game, man. I gotta be in the game, you know. Just like you were saying, LeBron LeBron should just sit out a year. You know, Kalishhaw was saying he should just sit out a year, go hang out with friends, go recruit. He ain't like that, man. He ain't built like that. He wants to be in the game, he wants to be in the fight. But he ain't in the game is his point. Well he's in it, he's losing. But he's learning from no, losing. No, he's I'm not sure. in it. He's not. He's not focusing on it. So, for example, I'm, I'm gonna give you a perfect analogy. On the court,
1: I'm nothing like LeBron. Not, I don't really like his style. Off the court, I'm exactly like him. Into businesses, into branding, into getting you know your word out there. All his political views, I agree with stuff like that. But right now, is he just moved? This is what he was saying. Because I'm happy you brought that up. He just moved to a new city, right? He just moved to LA, what, number two, top two largest city in the U.S. He never got, he's never got to sit back and just experience it. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's vacation there. You know, he's got the money to do it, owns a house there. But he's doing so much other things. He's got his wine thing. He's got his TV shows. He's like, man, just take a year off and enjoy that. Then you can sit back and enjoy the scene, and then come back after a year. You know, you might be able to recruit Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Mm. So, because yeah. him in the game right now, you aren't you aren't giving the game your all. You know what I mean? you got so much other stuff going on in life. like You, you know what I mean? I'm not mad at him for it. You know? I'm all about business. You know what I mean? So, I ain't mad at him. But right now, it's just you're not focused. Like, when I got laid off my job for that seven months, I truly wasn't focused on my job and it helped me gain clarity, you know? Now, I went back. I'm on my job, my business is passive, and everything I do now, I can just focus on my job. You know what I mean?
0: Nice, yeah.
1: So yeah, that's what I meant. He meant, and I was like, yeah, that's crazy. Because every time I move, and also every time I move to a new city, I take like a month off work. I'm like, I'm not going to work for a month. I'm going to learn the city. When I first moved to Dallas, I took a whole month off. I was just riding around, learning Dallas, seeing what spots I like, what spots I don't like. You know, every time I moved, when I moved to Arkansas, I did the same thing. You know, so but yeah, I, I love
0: his advice. He, he had some good advice on that because everything he had said, I had done it before. Wow. Yeah, man. That's that's uh, that's cool. When you, you yeah, I kind of gave that. I, that was cool, and you know, and and it's funny. And they say Europeans, I'm not go off on all kinds of angles here. Europeans are happier than Americans. Cause like we get what Americans get two or three weeks off a year at their most, most, you know, some get more, some get less, whatever at their jobs. Whereas, um, <laughs> Europeans, they get like two or three months off at a time, you know? And it's like, and imagine that getting that refreshment every year to go off, a you know, a couple months and just refresh and then come back. And, and, and yeah, they get that every freaking year. And the, 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 that sounds pretty that- awesome. That sounds pretty awesome. How long they get off? Like a, I know, like uh, I think a couple months in a row, two or three months in a row. Yeah, they get like a big chunk hey. of big chunk of time off. It's like hey, man- mandatory over there.
1: Oh yeah, that's how you keep morale
0: up. They go on holiday. They go on, Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I don't know. It's a different way to look at it. Like that. That whole you know. But even Kalashal said, "Well, I can't do it. You know, most people can't afford to take a take a year off. I can't do it. I can't afford it. And but he can. He's making all this money, and <laughs> so so yeah. If you can yep. afford it, or if you you live in Europe and you and you know it's mandatory, then yeah, you can get that refreshment. You know, straight up here, we, we grind until we grind our bones into dust. Sometimes, you know, that's just how our society that's, is.
1: That's sadly true, man.
0: So." Well, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be um <laughs> um free, financially free pretty soon, I'm sure. I mean you're already on the way there. Yes, um, sir. You know, I'll be on the way there too, so here's to that. Yeah, we
1: got a what got a ways to go, but we're up here's to that.
0: Before we keep rambling on, this right, is man, um this good, a, good yeah, episode. <laughs>
1: good, good episode. Hope y'all learned something about life, business partners. Yeah. Go out and do something.
0: I didn't have any notes for this ep, but I think it was I, th- I think it was good because I was listening to you, man. I was listening to you. I was getting real. I was getting in there, hearing the, hearing yeah. Micah's words and his and his heart and his experience, his greatness.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm about to start exposing a little bit more of my Zen side on the cast.
0: So. Oh hell yeah, go um, but, Zen it up, baby. But yeah, man. So episode what eighty two or eighty
1: three? Eighty three
0: we're approaching fast approaching yeah. a hundred a hundred <laughs> so we'll get there soon
1: yeah man episode 100 will be lit for y'all but yeah man this is a good episode thank you for listening tell them where they can find, yeah, they can find us on what facebook yeah instagram
0: soundcloud facebook,
1: instagram. oh yeah, yeah. SoundCloud.
0: live that um yeah Anywhere um, household goods are sold I don't know <laughs> You'll find us live let thrive You already found us here you are Alright y'all have, have a great journey Jump into it like we were saying Jump into it and then teach others If it doesn't piss you off too much And um, yeah keep living Letting them drive in. Boom peace Thank you for tuning in To this week's episode of live let thrive Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.